Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and at last, we are reunited once again with the top London radio DJ. He's not a DJ anymore. I forgot what he does. <laughs> but he's back. He's back, Pete. How the devil are you? Welcome oh, back from your travels. Oh, I forget, Chris. You're going to have to upge- update. 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 Good up start. Gate. Well, isn't it? Can't say the word <laughs> update. Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, you're going to have to update your uh, your little kind of uh, intro because I'm no longer uh, a radio DJ. I am uh, rapidly falling out of love of Japan because I can't get in it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not even the London top. Japanophile in the market I can't get in so you're going to have to change it up or something I don't know <laughs> what are we going to have to replace it with oh just a man I'm joined by a man <laughs> joined by a man from Hartlepool <laughs> randomly across the sea oh Christopher how you doing man you've been ill you've uh, tidied up your studio you've had Ryotaro on you've had Charla on the show it's just been everything everything's going on and there you are in the Caribbean sailing a yacht doing whatever it is you were doing and going to Dallas for Wrestle Me, which was yeah. more fun. So going um, to the Caribbean or going to Dallas? The Caribbean was certainly... I got a lot more books read in the Caribbean. I'll give it that for, 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 for nothing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've never... If you are ever... Th- if you're a wrestling fan, and even if you're not a wrestling fan, um, I would certainly consider going to some form of WrestleMania weekend because it's not just about the actual WrestleMania itself and, and going to those massive um, mm. AT&T centres in the middle of nowhere in Dallas is incredible because <laughs> it's like 80,000 people in one place and I can buy a frozen daiquiri within two minutes of me sitting oh, down. Dream. I can buy a, 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 a Philly cheesesteak within three minutes of me <laughs> sitting down. Um, I, I just think... London stadiums, uh, England stadiums, British stadiums, UK stadiums have a lot to learn from uh, what people are doing in Dallas at the AT&T Stadium. It is incredible. The service, the smiles, the, the, the love you get from the people who work in the, in those, uh, in the concessions. I, I, I am so into how they sell food in stadiums <laughs> in America, Chris. But, but it's not just about the actual WrestleMania weekend itself. It's about the indie shows that actually come 
when WrestleMania is taking place, they obviously know that there's going to be a lot of um, uh, wrestling fans kicking their heels mm. during the day, d- during the weekend, your Thursday, Friday, because WrestleMania was on the Saturday and the Sunday. Uh, and so they just put on these kind of like random shows in um, like, you know, function rooms in hotels and, and in, in rooms in the middle of uh, in the middle of parks and stuff. And I tell you what, Chris, oh, some wow. of them some of them made me cry. I was that emotional. Uh, I was crying when Bianca Belair, okay. one of the WWE stars, won her title because she's important. She's culturally important, I think. She's wonderful, and her parents are so into her winning stuff, and it makes me cry whenever I see a little girl with a big Bianca, Bianca Belair uh, plait uh, in her hair. It makes me... I just think representation is so important. And and, and, and when um, we went to a show, it was called Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Now, Effie runs a federation that's all LGBTQ plus um, uh, people, or allies at the very least, uh, and... Mm. And yeah, they, they came on. Uh, they did a wrestling show, and it was just um, gay, uh, gay uh, by you know um, uh, trans people just kicking shit out of each other for two hours, <laughs> two and a half hours, and it was fucking brilliant. You've never watched wrestling until you've seen a, a, a drag queen get kicked off the the, the ring ropes uh, into uh, through a table <laughs> by a man called Perro or Paro rather. Um, and um, and and the main event was um, Effie himself. Uh, by the way, Effie's Big uh, Brunch, when you arrive, they give you an, a mimosa if you want one, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> it's not a normal wrestling show. It's fantastic. Um, Effie fought this, uh, they call them exoticos. Uh, it's like in Mexico, uh, people who represent a different side of life, you know, uh, gay, trans, bi, uh, you know, people who, hmm. people who are, are cross-dress, things like that. And um, this, this, I think he, he identifies as uh, his pronouns are male, but he, he, he came on and he'd been fighting since the 80s, you know what I mean, since the 80s and the 90s. And he's a really important uh, exotico character uh, in Mexican wrestling history. And, uh, yeah, I was in tears at that point because, like, he'd been through so much shit, so much shit mm-hmm. uh, through his life. You know, physical violence outside the ring, um, uh, uh, abuse, you know, all, all, that, all every sort of colour of uh, kind of uh, abuse, uh, dog's abuse you could get as a as a as a character like that uh, in in wrestling and outside of wrestling. Uh, it was it was really life affirming stuff. Um, so mm. it wasn't just about WrestleMania; it was about all the other stuff mixed in as well. And drinking mimosas at eleven o'clock in the morning and watching some excellent wrestling, where half the crowd uh, are women, which which is very rare, obviously, because uh, over in London as well, yeah, over in yeah. England, where I watch a lot, where I watch my wrestling effectively, or, or a few bits of wrestling here and there. Um, very white, very middle class, very male. Uh, and they're mm. all wearing the same black T-shirt with Bullet Club written on it. <laughs> but, but over in America, uh, the diversity is, you know, when when um, uh, black WWE uh, characters are on there, you can tell that it means so much more because there isn't, uh, and certainly on female uh, black uh, sports stars, there aren't as many kicking around in in in, in the uh, in the American game. So it's mm. the representation is so bloody important. Sports entertainment is really important. And and wow, it really opened my eyes. I'm definitely going next year. It's in LA, which it'll be even better. I imagine, even though I love Texas. <laughs> Bloody hell! Oh, it yeah. sounds really great. I don't, I don't know the it first really thing about fun. wrestling. No. I don't even know what WrestleMania is. What is WrestleMania? Is it like a confederation or like a WWE? So, so WWF. Kind of you, you remember back in the day, WWF became WWE, yeah. and so you had all the characters: your Stone Cold Steve Austin's and your, you know, Rushing Recruits, and you, all, all the Rock, all <clears> those guys. They're the federation. They're the WWF. Now WrestleMania is their biggest show every year, basically. There's like ah, right, there's right. like four or five pay per views every year where historically they would um, you would have to pay 
to watch those matches. Every other match would be on the telly, on Sky or whatever. But those matches, you'd have to pay as a pay-per-view, like a, like a boxing match. So there'd be that. There'd be Royal Rumble. There'd be um, Money in the Bank. All these kind of like little little shows. But WrestleMania is the main one where everyone comes together and everything happens. So this year we had uh, the return of Cody Rhodes. This year we had uh, the stars of Jackass fighting. Uh, we had um, all kinds of going on. Stone Cold Steve Austin came came back and fought a 76-year-old man, I think, um, with, with, with middling results, to be honest, because he's 76. He couldn't really do any of the moves, but uh, fun, really, really fun. <laughs> How old is Steve Austin now? He's 52, I remember from the 90s, 52. Yeah, he's, yeah. So he came back. But the thing about a bald man is that you never age. <laughs> you sort of come but... back and you never bloody yes. age. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Well, <laughs> what, a, heads, guys. what a great three bloody weeks you've had. I oh, really yeah. have. I've taken, I feel like I've taken I off most you. of March and now I've come back to a, a shitload of work. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, but do, but do you, you mean, <laughs> as a podcast host, you don't have paperwork, do you? You just turn up, talk about things and uh, job. Oh, you don't have like, Chris, Chris, you don't have Chris. it piling I up, wish. do you? I wish I uh, was just a podcast host. I've got shows coming out the wazoo. I'm working with a, a a TikTok star. I'm working with two comedians doing a football thing. I'm working with uh, a YouTuber who does like uh, sciencey stuff. It's uh, and and to be honest, Chris, because I'm such a megalomaniac and I want to control everything, a little bit like you. You know, when you get yourself into a bit of a bit of a fr- a bit of a froth because you 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 will not relinquish any control uh i want to do everything myself and it's uh it's it's, it's quite difficult isn't it chris it's horrible <laughs> it's not easy yeah i'm really struggling with that even now yeah. got like yeah. an editor helping me almost two editors mm. actually and right. i still do a far too much myself because mm. i fail to delegate or be, give enough feedback because you just think, oh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. It's just, yeah, Can't you do think that it's easier. You think it's easier to just get it done yourself rather than spend time reporting, spend time explaining, spend time writing down. It's you know you yeah, think it's yeah. going to take longer, but it actually I'm... it is actually good to collaborate. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm having a really shit day at the moment editing a video. Uh, mm. A wacky weekend with Connor, which should be out tonight. Uh, but like you know, I've just been—I should be packing my bags. I've got like five hundred fifty-five things to do, and all I'm doing mm. is editing some footage of Connor with a monkey. And it's like, what am I doing in my life? <laughs> how does it get to this? What have I become? <laughs> God damn it! Stupid <laughs> editing. I, I my love affair with editing is long gone. I don't really yeah. enjoy editing anymore. Um, so it's a bit of a problem. Bit of a problem. But I still need just to do. Just take it. two so videos off. That's all you need. Just take two videos well, off. The first one you won't be very happy with, and the second one you'd be like, look, it's done now. I've just got to trust other people to do it. I <laughs> uh, fairly had the confidence there. What I will say is that we are we are hanging out in London, aren't we, for a podcast event in late yeah, May. Yeah, which podcast I've yet show to announce. In yeah, May, what is it? Yes. What, what are we going to be it's, doing? It's insane. Uh, it's, it's actually insane. The, the more I sort of uh, look at it, the more insane it looks, to be quite frank. It's, uh, it's the podcast show, 2022, and it basically brings the entirety of the podcast industry together. Um, it's, it's, it's mainly sort of business-based, but all the big hitters are going to be there. All the big hitters are going to be doing speeches and talks and stuff like that. So if you are going to be down uh, at that show, um, I think we're doing it on the 26th of May. 
Um, and uh, it's it, it's the I think that's right, isn't it, Chris? Because it's the day after. Well, it's on the twenty fifth or twenty sixth. I think you told well, me. I'll, I'll, well, well, I'll have a look. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have a look. Uh, but yes, it's uh, it's basically. I'm going to be interviewing you on stage. Is that exciting? No, I think that sounds it. exciting. Am I even a podcast host? How's you are a work? podcast host. You're, the, you're, you're one of our biggest podcast hosts here at wow. Stack. So I'm going to be Get interviewing it. you for half an hour. That's all I need. Um, <laughs> To empty what, that brain of yours. What are you going to interview me about? I'm going to What's ask going you happen? about what's it like being, like, like changing from um, being a YouTuber into being a uh, a, a podcast host. I suppose it's, it's a terrible, big change isn't it? for you. Very, di- you enjoy it in different ways. It's not better. <laughs> it's just different. Different. Yes, that's that's what I'll say. <laughs> how many people are you going to interview me in front of? What's the crowd? What are we dealing with? It depends on how many abroad in Japan fans are coming. <laughs> oh, wow. So if you're listening to this, guys, and you're in London or Europe, yep. or you have access to London, wherever this yep. is, it's somewhere in Islington or something, isn't it? This yes, event? it is. It's uh, the uh, the Business Design Centre, which is just, if you know Islington, it's just near, um, where is it? It's just near um, Angel Station. So, yes, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very exciting. Wow. Come along there, guys. <laughs> you can see Pete and I on stage for the first time <laughs> Ever, I think it's going to be. It's the first time we've. It's going to be interesting. It's be the first time we've seen each other for a very, very long time. Yes, it's. Uh, it's going to be quite a surreal moment. It's going to be Ooh. a powerful moment, an emotional moment. It'll be laughter and tears and excitement. But come on, by <laughs> guys, I will uh, promote it on uh, Twitter and the yeah. Facebook very soon. So check that out. We've got a story Fun. this week. Story of the week from Ooh. someone whose name is Lilo or Lilo. I'm going to go with Lilo. Hi, mm-hmm. CNP. I just started listening to the podcast about a month ago, and with two to three episodes a day, you never disappoint. So, my name is Lilo, Lilo, and I was originally born in Japan, moved to New Zealand age three, and until I was 13, I was never interested in Japan. I thought there was nothing interesting in it to do. And then, mm. uh, when me and my mum went on a trip there, it changed my life. Uh, it was also when I looked death in the eye. As I was too young to be allowed to the... Uh, Nyokan's onsen like the inn's hot spring I had a hot bath of my own in our room as you might know the baths in Japan are deeper than the west when coming back from about 30 minutes at the onsen and after calling out my name and searching the room for me my mum opened the door to the bathroom to find me asleep with my head just barely above the water suffice to say I'm all good now (laughs) thank you for the wonderful videos and the podcast the coolish better be good Pete all the best Lele Absolutely drowned. chilling. Absolutely bloody chilling. Don't worry about drowning there. Let's kick us off. <laughs> bloody hell. No moral oh, there. Just fantastic. don't fall asleep in the bath. Have you fallen asleep in the bath before, Pete? Uh, have I fa- have I fallen asleep in the bath before, Pete? Um, mm, yes, I think I have, uh, but only briefly. And uh, some good people have been uh, lost to, to that particular caper, so I'm never going to do it again. I'm never going to go in a bath. When I'm tired, uh, and, and surely and this... you would wake up though, wouldn't you? If you just sort of plonked your head under. Yeah, I, I mean, more. I mean, to be fair, most of the people we've lost in a bath have very much been under the influence. But I would say, <laughs> I would say, uh, yeah, it's that's the thing about muscle relaxants, isn't it? They relax you out. <laughs> but um, but if you're just tired, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's usually not that serious. But uh, just just look after yourself. Don't go in there if you're drunk, tired, or on um, benzodiazepines, please. <laughs> Words to live by. And if you Words take no by. more, if you take more annoying advice from the Broadband Podcast, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's very much that. <laughs> yeah, I think I've only, I think I've done it once, and I drank a bit too much, 
but yeah. the bath wasn't full enough. You went in the bath after drinking. Chris, never <sighs> do that, my friend. I wanted to sweat the alcohol out. I was, it, the, I was how much, And how much you complain about your life on this bloody shore. People are going to think it's a cry <laughs> for help. Lordy. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, well done, <laughs> Lilo. Glad you survived that. Yeah. It's quite a bizarre story. I'm putting that in the <laughs> in the list of if most only... bizarre Stories we've had from Funny Japan. Funny she'd had a Lilo at the time. <laughs> Good God. We've got a story it. this week. <laughs> got a story this week about the Osaka Metro, which mm. uh, is, is, is deploying a radical new means of testing people or doing something with your face. Pete, what's going on in Osaka? <laughs> Give me the rundown. So, Chris, Osaka, it's a big city. We like it. We like the way, the bouncy way, the Italian way. Uh, they pronounce things. Uh, we like their little uh, Americamura uh, skateboarding park. We like drinking uh, Chu Hai in the street. We love that place. We it's do. a fun, fun town. And uh, it's been chosen as the host of the 2025 World Expo, uh, which by then mm. they possibly might be letting in 100 people a day, maybe, possibly. Oh, maximum. Being a bit optimistic there. I know, mate. I know, I know. Um, <coughs> um, apparently, subway riders in Osaka are going to be able to buy stuff, things, item, food um, with their faces. Now, <gasps> we've you've got a mobile phone, you've got an iPhone, haven't you, that does facial recognition. I think my okay. um, mm. weird folding sand in the hinge uh, Galaxy Fold also does that as well. <laughs> um, it's Every time I open it, it crunches and it won't open properly. Oh, no. so Don't take it myself. to the beach. Did. What does he do to it? I didn't take it to the beach. I put it in my pocket. But the problem is, uh, I live at the seaside, Chris. So everything I own has got sand in it. It's awful. Either stop way. Stop rolling around in the sand. Stop, stop frolicking, for crying out loud. Um, Osaka Metro's brand new stores that they've opened up, thanks to a partnership with NEC, uh, who used to sponsor Everton FC uh, back in the day, if you remember that. Um, they will allow, to pe- allow people to pay with their face, right? The Except face? <laughs> a scan of their face even while wearing a mask. Now, if you've ever tried to open an iPhone with your face, it doesn't work, does it? Like, you've got your mask on, it covers your mouth like that, and it will not figure out who the hell you are. But NEC's got a brand new system, right, that allows you to to scan a person's face as well as their irises to confirm their identity. Now, I'm fairly certain, Chris, that they've said that, like, irises are way more uh, valuable, way more... um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, accurate than fingerprints because mm. fingerprints really? can be spoofed. Uh, fingerprints can be um, can change over time. Um, well, I could chop out of... your eyes there. I could chop your eyes out and use that to buy some salad. That's getting clipped device. out. That's getting clipped out. I'm putting that online. <laughs> well, this is what Chris has been threatening me from the <laughs> land of the rising sun. Uh, yeah, you you can uh, in Metro opposite Umeda uh, from 11th of April to the end of this month. They're trialing this out. You can buy fruit sandwiches. Uh, apple pies and tarts uh, using their faces. And, uh, yeah, so and, 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 I mean, there's going to be, <laughs> and knowing Japan, there's just going to be loads of humans to help out when this all fucking goes wrong. Uh, also, you need to, um, you, you just need, basically need to, to sign up. You just need a photograph of the user's face. Uh, it's all done through a web browser. It asks for an email only. Uh, and it's all kind of a little bit kind of um, weird. But 
when uh, Metro Opus Umeda opens near the north gate of Osaka Metro, in, a, in a, well, it opens tomorrow, in fact, um, you can jam your face into a machine and get yourself <laughs> specifically only some delicious apple blueberry tarts at the same time. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> to this new story. It's so weirdly specific. It's so weird and specific and odd, but you don't need to pull your mask down, you just need to show those baby blues. Um, will it actually thinking about it, a lot of um, Japanese uh, people wear um, contact lenses, like coloured contact lenses. Is that not going to obfuscate the machine? Is that not going to change the machine? You would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is something that can't work. I, I feel um, very... I, 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 I've, I'm like, fairly certain. I mean, they must have thought of this. It must be like a, a depth kind of thing rather than just a, a, a UV light sort of situation. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Experts, get in touch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 you're going to be able to buy stuff with your irises, and I'm fairly certain this is the first time that's ever happened in the entire universe. So there we go. You can buy stuff with your eyes, even if they're tired like Chris's in the morning uh, and you just want your coffee. Oh, That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? If your eyes are unrecognisable because they're... They're so bloodshot and tired <laughs> because you've not got the coffee that you actually want to buy at that point at the Umeda gate station. Fuming. <laughs> Been drinking too much and sitting in the bath. My exactly, eyes are be yes. bloodshot as hell. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like, dredged out of the river. <laughs> we, we cover lots of like technological stories on this podcast, mm. more than any other. Yeah. And uh, it is pretty cool. Like, I, I've still yet to try the the um, what was it, the 7-Eleven holographic machine, the, the ATM mm. Where you yeah. pay with a holographic machine, I have yet to see that or discover it. Mm. I need to like seek out one of the few branches that has it and see if it mm. works. Like Japan, I find they roll out a lot of technological advances, but they're mm. not always good. Uh, yeah. Like the robot dinosaur hotel, which didn't just nothing worked, and they needed like a, <laughs> they needed like a team of people when I went to basically do everything Keep when the robot going. just got stuck or didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so I'm a little bit sceptical. But yeah. it's a, a good enough reason to go to Osaka. Uh, well, I, I'd love I, to go to World Expo. Feeling, I get the feeling that... Uh, I mean, if you've ever been to, um, I think... Was it a World's Fair or a World Expo? Um, it's one of the same, I think. S- Seville had it back in the 90s, I think. And going to Seville and walking around all of the stadiums and all of the attractions that were built for um, the 1996 World Expo or whatever it was um, is so much fun because it is like looking at the future but from the from very much the past if you know what I mean it mm, very much mm. looks like what they thought it was the future was going to be in the 90s but I find that like Japan rolls out these things but they kind of I mean, it sounds quite easy to sort of set up. It's just a photograph in a web browser, which is pretty interesting. Um, but usually with stuff like that, the tech is really impressive. But to actually get into the system, you've got to fill in several paper forms and post Shit. off your passport and stuff like that. So it's always hamstrung by some really, um, really backwards kind of administrative mm. uh, needs. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I was always told that irises were really... Uh, like valuable, you know, your irises are, are, are the most, um, you know, it, it, if you if you take someone's irises or you take a picture of someone's irises and and copy them, they're really quite. Um, I mean, cause, cause surely you can have someone's like you you were pointing out if you pulled mm. out my eye and, and took it to the shop, which I will. Um, fingerprint <laughs> fingerprints you got to be present for, you know, fingerprints are three D and they they have to have mm. some contact with the thing, although they have been spoofed in the past. Surely you can take a super uh, complex picture of an eyeball and put them roughly in the same place. There's horrible um, mm. uh, packaging in um, 
in uh, on British cigarettes at the moment with eyeballs, like cancerous faces and cancerous oh eyeballs and stuff. And it's a super, and one of them's got a super detailed picture of a man's eyeball. So that guy is going to get spoofed. He's he's going to be um, <laughs> down by several thousand yen. People buying colourful cherry pies, strawberry jam, isn't it? Yeah, everyone just, everyone just using that eyeball. <laughs> what, what I can't understand is why this revolutionary iris technology, the best mm. in the world, the greatest, the most advanced, is yeah. only being used to sell like a strawberry cake or a chocolate yeah. pie. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> like... I, I don't know why. The, I mean, you know, look, we're not across this. I'm not an investigative journalist, uh, but it not does yet. seem like it does seem like yeah, it does seem like the the uh, news site that we stole this from. Um, they're just obsessed with this cherry pie. So. Maybe it's just some kind of like uh, tie-in with the cherry pie company in NEC. I don't know. I don't know. I love they the seem way obsessed with cherry pies. This iris technology is probably only used in like defence military installations, like Lockheed Martin <laughs> hypersonic yes. technology. And the only other place it's used is to buy like a chocolate cream pie in yeah. Osaka. What the? Yeah. Fuck? But fair play. I will. Fair I will play. venture to Good Osaka. I will try yeah. this technology. I will get the pies that I so sorely deserve. (laughs) We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your comments and questions in the fax machine. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. We're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? We got a message from Thomas. Thomas! Uh, hi, Monkey King Pete and His Majesty Chris, Emperor of the Great Cat Nation. I'm Thomas from <laughs> Germany, and I'm currently studying for my master's degree in electronics. In one of your early podcasts, you compared Japan with South Korea. During my bachelor studies, I spent one and a half years in Taiwan and was wondering how Taiwan compares to Japan. I know you've both visited Taiwan and would love to hear your opinion on this. Looking forward to more great content from the two of you. Thomas! Thomas! One and a half years in Taiwan. Now that sounds like a good time. Certainly does. Like Taiwan, mm. and like Taiwan was. I went there for like a week. I loved it so much. I was mm. really tempted to to move there, and then mm. I just didn't because I'm abroad in Japan <laughs> and I've screwed myself over. There's nothing yep. else I can ever do. I just have to make videos in Japan until I die. Mm. I think Taiwan was amazing though, and I would happily live there. I think the only th- <laughs> issue I would have would be air pollution because it's quite mm. close to the mainland if you look at like uh, air pollution maps taiwan often gets a lot of the worst of it coming mm. across from the mainland over the sea that would be a bit of a problem uh, mm. japan actually has quite good air quality because we have lots of air currents here uh, but uh, yeah that would potentially put me off as an asthmatic mm. who's coughing as you can hear <laughs> Already, as i'm recording yeah. right now coughing now. <laughs> uh, what the, do you think um... though? you went there you loved it didn't you you've got a photo of you on a roof of an abandoned factory. It's your favourite photo. Yeah. does look quite good. Ab- Taiwan. <laughs> roof of an abandoned, an abandoned burned-down nightclub. I like the faded glamour of a burned-down nightclub. <laughs> it, it, it's an interesting mix, isn't it? It's kind of like, obviously, you know, they, they're occupied by the, Jap- by the Japanese for a while. And, and uh, their infrastructure, their trains, their... You know, we've spoken about it before. Their tech is obviously second to none. Um, but it's still got mm. that kind of, like, grime and grit and reality that, that you see in mainland China as well. So it's... Uh, and the people are fucking lush. Um, mm. And and mm. the partying is second to none. It was a holiday. That what else was I going to do? Um, I fucking loved uh, Taichung, Taipei, uh, the places down the end of the island. I can't really remember uh, the names of, uh, but uh, yeah, fucking top notch place to visit. Um, but I mean, Jesus, I mean, this guy's been living there for for for, for a year and a half. But it is kind of like um, and the food. Jesus Christ, the food. The food was the, exceptional. In the night yeah. markets, the food markets. Good. If you're really a foodie. Diverse. If you're a foodie, if you like Japan, uh, but you can't get in, uh, try tai- Taiwan. Except Taiwan isn't there anyone in either. So, oh dear, never mind. Uh, but maybe it'll open up before Japan. Who knows? Only thing I'll say about Taiwan is I think I could live in lo- I could live in Japan longer than Taiwan by virtue yeah. of the fact it's a a much bigger country. There's much more mm. to explore. Though Taiwan is quite a decent sized island. There's plenty to keep you yeah. busy. But uh, yeah, the mm. food, the people, the atmosphere, the streets. I love the street culture. People just sitting out, drinking, having fun, which is yeah. something you don't get in Japan. We don't have that outdoor culture of like dining. No. It's not here, and I, it really—it's it's a real shame because I think mm. that's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, in many ways, Taipei was what I thought Japan was going to be like in some respects. Right, okay. I yeah. thought it was going to be that sort of gritty and edgy, and it's not. It's very clean, <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> We've got a story here from Alexis 
from France. Hello, guys. Uh, my name's Alexis. Uh, and like all respectable Frenchmen in the world, I eat my daily bread every day. Uh, after that, <laughs> I bought, <laughs> what's I bought it at the local bakery the same morning. Oh. Very nice. But did you buy it with your iris? Did you buy a chocolate pie with your iris, Alexis? <laughs> no. Uh, so there's my question. Do Japanese uh, people have good bread, like the one we have in France, if you've ever tasted it? And if not, <laughs> do they have something to eat instead? Uh, thank you for the podcast. I hope you'll continue for a long time. Have a nice day, Alexis, from France, with his bread. Eating it right now. Uh, I do like French bread. It's very nice. It's very soft, very fragrant and sweet and, and doughy. I like it a lot. Uh, Japan, it, it it has a lot of good bakeries, um, but not as widely spread as Europe, of course. Bread was a bread it's was kind of late to the party. Yeah, I mean, rice rice is where the action is in Japan. Though bread is taking over, and uh, people are getting a little bit fat for it because Japanese mm. people have not adapted to eat bread uh, they've adapted to eat rice so bread very popular but bakeries that are good are few and far between but they do exist I saw a, a, a documentary done by Norm Tokyo Lens a few years ago and he mm. just it's, it's, a, it's a bakery in Asakusa in Tokyo mm. and people queue up for like an hour to get a loaf of bread and mm. uh, I don't know if that's because the bread shop's so good or because th- there's there's a lack of good bread in Tokyo I don't know. Mm. Quite a good documentary, though. Check it out. Do you have any thoughts on bread, Pete? Do you like bread? <laughs> I'm not a big bread guy, to be <laughs> honest. I, I must admit, I, I dabbled with a slice before we came on this morning because uh, I, I just needed something in my belly. Bit of marmite, lovely little <coughs> cup. But, um, yeah, I've never been a bread guy. I've never been... I've never... People get really excitable about bread, I find, in Britain. They're obsessed with bread. Oh, I love bread. bread I love bread, it with toast, bread. though. With toast, bread is bread, good. Bread, bread. Yeah, I know, but like, you can only eat that once a day, maximum. So why would you get True. excited about it? It's at the start that it's just to fill you up, isn't it? It's never anything exciting. <laughs> oh, what about rye bread? Do you like rye bread, Pete? I like sorine malt loaf. Is that bread? Does that oh, count as bread, is. Chris? Is that bready enough? I don't know is what that is. this multi-trinkly <laughs> loaf? Sounds like a Maltese indie band. What was it again? What did you, what did you Sorry, say? Sorry, Maltloaf. You've had Maltloaf before. Right. I've had sourdough Surely. bread. Is that the same? I don't no, know. No, it's not. It's sweeter and treaklier and tastes a bit like uh, licorice. Delicious. Um, <laughs> I think you should... Uh, I'm, always, I'm always on the hunt for uh, new podcast ideas for your empire, the Stack Empire. Mm. I think you should get a food... You need like a feed channel. You haven't got any feed channels. I think you should get one called like Bready Steady Go. That's just someone that just goes around Bready London looking, for, looking at bread. Is, yeah. that, is that a good I, podcast? I, mean, I, I find the very we've we've sort of come sort of full circle with uh, sort of British TV shows about stuff that we have just got to the point where we are we're just following Paul Hollywood round a market <laughs> while he looks at bread and molests bread and goes, Whoa, it's really squishy." It's like the pinnacle what, of British television. What is this? What is this? I can't taste it. Rubbish. Uh, we got a message from Vicky from Buffalo. <laughs> Hello, Vicky. Hello, Cornish Chris and Patrick <laughs> Pete. My name is Vicky, and I'm from Buffalo, NY. Um, when I was younger, my parents 
parents and I would take frequent vacations to the UK. Because we live so close to the Canadian border, people there often mistook our accents for Canadian. I mean, that surprises me because everyone who's Canadian in Britain just always gets, uh, are you British? Are you British? <laughs> you, sorry, not British. Are you American? Um, I was wondering, can Japanese people tell the difference between an American accent and a British or Australian accent? I know Roy Otero is an accent stealer, uh, but is this common uh, amongst your average Japanese persons? Uh, Vicky from Buffalo, thank you for your message. Can Japanese people tell the difference between America Jindes, uh, Egeris Jindes, or Canada Jindes? <laughs> uh, from my experience, no. Mm. But, but what I find but. is they know there's something wrong if you don't speak American <laughs> English. Or, you know, I, I find people understand me far less than my British accent. <laughs> <laughs> they they just they, they 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 don't get what I'm saying as much, right? right when I'm out yeah. with my American Canadian friends. They speak yeah. English, which they do. Then Japanese people friends understand what they're saying a lot more than when I'm speaking. Just because they learn American English in Japan and they're here, that they, mm. they sort of spend a lot of time listening to the pronunciation and listening to certain words, yeah. so they are adapted to sort of like understand American English better. So. No, they don't understand the the difference, but they know there's something wrong. And Australia falls under the same category, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know, really. I I don't know, Australia. Well, I guess they would say say Aussies more than any other um, Ritha people, I believe. um, And they'd probably have... So that's that's probably the the accent they hear the most, you would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Only thing I know is I don't know what people from New Zealand are saying. I haven't a clue. (laughs) I work with a guy called Dan from uh, Auckland. Uh, for like a year or two when I was a teacher yeah. I didn't have a clue what he was saying most of the time it's uh, an indecipherable it's accent. accent is it? it's, it's not that very difficult, difficult. It? it's like it's Australia difficult. times South Africa to the power of 10 <laughs> and that is a New Zealand accent it's a cool accent I like it it's pretty it badass cool but I don't, like know it don't know what they're saying don't know what they're saying especially all my friends from New Zealand I don't know what they're saying either keep the stories questions comments coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com we'll be back later this week to do it all over again guys but for now no matter where you might be out in the big wide world good to have you back Pete and uh, I'll see you guys later in the week have a good one bye for now I think well Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.